guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. Hello. How's it going? How are you, party people? We have um, another live chat session going. I'm really enjoying this. BTW. Me too. So far, it just feels Allison like we have friends. Here. Yeah, April. Like we're Allison, just chilling at the Jen. coffee shop, which is really yeah. what we want for our podcast all the time. David threatened to join, so maybe David will show up. You like my beanbag? Yeah, Joy has a warm microwave, a warm compress her neck. Which I have yet to find one that's. If anyone out there has a really good one, they all smell gross to me. It doesn't matter well, the quality. This the is whole- brand new, and it's like they all smell like burnt beans. It's because that's what they are. What's in yours? Is it is it beans or is it rice? I don't. I think it's beans. You gotta get an oatmeal one. What? Yeah. I should have asked John Hay. How did I not know yeah. to ask John Hay about this? This I, is a John Hay thing, isn't it? It's like yeah. I well now I'm taking. I'm realizing that I've taken for granted that this has been a part of my life my whole life. Like we had an oatmeal one when I was growing up. <laughs> Just oatmeal in a bag, dry oatmeal. Yeah, and you. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and then when you ever you heated it up, it just smelled like an oatmeal cookie around your neck. Oh my gosh, that's been doing it all wrong this whole time. All so, wrong. Two things. I saw my chiropractor last week because I hurt my back doing a Peloton ride. <laughs> Which, if you didn't watch stories, turns out doing like intervals and in arms is not great for your back because you should get off the bike. Well, if you're let's say like Soul Cycle, right? But most of the time, people aren't doing that exercise every single day. And I wasn't doing it that often. Like maybe once a week I was doing it intervals and arms. But what happened, I think, is just like the compound effect of even just doing maybe like four in a month, five in a month, maybe. Yeah. My chiropractor was like, so anyway, the back like where my lat is was just starting to just burn and it was killing me. It was just like irritated, like three weeks going on. I was like, okay, I got to go to the Cairo. So I go to the Cairo. He's like, what have you been doing? I'm like Peloton explaining the intervals and arms. And he's like, yeah, you know, you really should have your feet on the floor. I don't care how much weight your weight you're lifting. And I'm like, you mean to tell me a three pound weight took me out? Like, are you really telling me that? He's like, well, it has so has everything to do with the repetition. Because if you're doing that many reps, because literally they'll probably do even four minutes of of weights, but it's just like over your head for like a minute straight. He's like, that's a lot of repetitions. So your shoulders are going to get angry. He's like, I can't tell you how many people come in here with that complaint. So it turns out CrossFit didn't take me down. Well, actually it did a lot of times, but like to this level of pain, I was in a lot of pain. It just reminded me of, you know, how we've talked in the past about like optometrists and doctors you have to get really close to. Like, Yeah, how I had a high, I used to have a hot optometrist. Yes. But let me, let me clarify. I have not had a male, that's not true. Like practitioner? I had mostly female chiropractors in the past 10 years. I had one male chiropractor on and off, but it was like, didn't really see him that much. But this guy's like, you just want to put him in your pocket cute. Like, I'm not like, you know what I mean? It's not like weird cute, but it's just like, oh, he's just so cute. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I used to have a really hot optometrist. Every time he'd get close to my face, he'd be like, oh, are we going to (laughs) kiss? Well, like the times when he's like, lay on your back and then you have to crush your arm so he can like, he lays on top of you and and crushes your back. No, I can't. I'm never going to be able to go see him again. (laughs) No, I can't believe you just said that. No. Sorry. No, sorry. So, but he like lays on top of you, like crash your back. And he's such a tiny little thing that I'm just like, he's really got to get on there, you know? So anyway, it's just really funny because truly there's like, he, he's the most innocent, like kind person. And it makes me feel bad that I'm even having this conversation, but there's like that moments I that I think, that about him. <laughs> yes, I know. Totally. And like, 
someone in the DMs after I posted last week just about seeing him, I was like, he's so cute. And um, she's like, oh my gosh, I get I get like sweaty palms when I see doctors and cute doctors. Like she's like, I can't figure it out. But it's just, it's, it's always going to be weird to me. Like there was a part where he's like, do you have a sports bra? Like I can get like, cause I, I had to like take my top, take your top off. I had to take off my top so he could get into the muscle. He used this like hammer thing, by the way, see that huge bruise on my, uh, my hand. Yeah. You, I know. I know everyone can't see this. Who's listening. This is from my IV for my colonoscopy. Oh, it just, you're just a little peach. Yeah. So anyway, he was using that I hammer on no, my back. Being sat on by a man, yes. Well, Nobody. he <laughs> he was using that thing on my back to get them like to I don't know what it does. It kind of like smooths out the muscle and it loosens it up. But even that, I was like, I try to be cool, and I'm like, oh yeah, do whatever you gotta do. But in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. Like I have to like it. So it's never gonna like not be weird for me. Let's just parlay. Okay, then I have another thing. Okay. Hold on. April says she had an ear infection when she was 31. She says it was already embarrassing, but the urgent care doctor was so hot, I felt even more embarrassed. <laughs> oh, like hot doctors. It really gets like, they really got to like, yeah. yeah, you just really have to kind of like turn off your- That's why hot doctor soap operas are so popular. But I feel like every soap opera has a hot doctor. Like they can't not be hot because it's a soap opera. So that's thing one. Thing two- this part, okay, there's two things here. Well, let me let me talk then about my colonoscopy because I just want people to understand like what happened and if you need any like reassurance. But I also had like a cutesy doctor. I'm not gonna say he was hot, but he was like so cute. <sighs> like the procedure he's doing is like the most intimate of intimate things. <laughs> so I was like, I'm so glad that I'm under anesthesia. But um, so the whole thing people warned me about was the prep for this thing. I will agree the prep is the worst part. I don't think there's like any way around it other than I've heard you can take pills for it. I've heard you had like a Miralax slash Gatorade concoction. I had this thing called a soup prep. Uh, it was like sodium something, something, something. There's two like six ounce bottles that you had to dilute and drink it down. And it was the most disgusting thing. It tastes like the most bitter, salty, bitter, gross. I've never tasted anything like it. Never want to again. So truly, I was nervous about fasting because remember I texted you and I was like oh I'm just so mad that I have to fast I like hate being hungry and that's the least of your worries (laughs) like once you take the soup prep you are not hungry so anyone out there who's going to get a colonoscopy yes it sucks but it's over in two days like you'll be fine little piece of advice I got so much advice from people but I'm going to give you some extra advice if you have to go get this done yes the soup prep sucks do not down it. Everyone's like, just chug it, chug it. Well, the stuff fills your stomach really fast so that it can push everything out, okay? If you drink that shit fast, you are like almost drinking a gallon of milk in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you're going to throw up. And so I started drinking it fast and I was like, oh, I'm feeling really nauseous. And Scott's like, oh, that's just what's coming. And I was like, no, 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 this is like, I feel really sick. Thank you, Scott, for that piece of helpful (laughs) feedback. Well, also, he told me he chugged it down. He had no issue. I'm like, but I feel like everyone's, so just be careful of like your stomach situation. If you've got maybe a smaller stomach or maybe you've got a more sensitive stomach, like don't chug it down, okay? Sip it. It's fine. It tastes really gross. And I know a lot of people just like want it over with, but- I don't recommend doing that if you have a sensitive stomach because I was like really don't nauseous, a, which is like don't you don't want to. Yeah, and you don't want to add to already an uncomfortable situation. Like this whole thing's already uncomfortable. So 
then a couple hours later, you head to the bathroom. Yes, 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 you do your thing. And then I had to wake up in the middle of the night. I, and everyone's procedure seems to be different. So mine, they wanted you to drink the second dose five hours before your procedure. So I had to start at 2 a.m. because my procedure was at 7. So I got up, I sat on the couch, and I was, you know that feeling when you have the flu and then even just the thought of food makes you want to barf? Like, you, like let, think of your entire second pregnancy with Evie. Didn't like everything sound can relate. Can yeah. relate. Yeah. Or I just felt like car sick, like that car sickness feeling the whole time where you just like it feels like you dry swallowed a pill for and you just you're like your yeah. mouth is dry and like yeah. Yeah. So that's a that I had that feeling as I was like picking up the cup. I was like, come on, you can do it. Like trying to psych myself up. So the whole second dose was really, really bad. Took me two hours to get it down because just the sip of it made me want to vomit. So then I was like, Gatorade sip, Gatorade sip. So I will say, I was reading these tips while I was on the couch, which I should have read, you know, beforehand, but I was like, oh, I'll be fine. Um, Have some hard candies with you. I had some ginger chews as well, because ginger will take that taste out of your mouth and it will soothe your stomach and you can have ginger because it's clear. You're not supposed to have like food colored things. And then I also had like some hard candies that I sucked on like while I was drinking that. So that helped a ton if you have to do that and you're having like an adverse reaction to it. Like getting through that second part, I think was the hardest piece of that entire procedure. On the way there, I felt like just kind of like lightheaded because you're not allowed to have liquids within three hours of the procedure. So I get there and they're like, okay, you know, put the IV in and ask you a bunch of questions. And then they roll you into this procedure room. I don't remember really anything after that. I loved my nurse. She was amazing. She was just like the cool, like one of those nurses that like, you know, she's done this a million times and she's just like rolling out the information. Like she's like, I don't got time for this. It's all she does basically. Yeah. yeah and she's, and it's like, if you're not keeping up, I can't help you. And I just loved her. And then you're I like, great. I'm on drugs. I'm actually not receiving any of Yeah. It was so funny. All I remember, like the last thing I remember, which I love people's stories of the last thing you remember before you go under. I don't know why. I just think it's like such a cool thing of like how your body is just like, Jew. the last thing I remember is my arm burning as it was going in the IV. I was like, oh, that burns. Cause she was giving me something. I think it was like an anti-nausea thing because I told her I had like a really bad reaction to anesthesia in the past um, where I woke up so nauseous I had to stay there for three hours. And um, I'm sure she's like, let's get this bitch out of here. Like, (laughs) give her some (laughs) anti-nausea. Okay, wait, hold on. I have to, I have to interrupt. Yeah. I I donated blood. I donated blood, what, like a week, two weeks ago at this point. And this was in Boulder. When I, the reason that I'm telling you, clarifying that it was in Boulder will make sense in a second. There was a woman there who had donated blood potentially hours ago and was still there. I was the last appointment of the day and she would not leave because she was so lightheaded and nauseous, but she would not eat anything because she was intermittent fasting. No. She was like, no. I can't eat sugar or salt. No. And they were like, you are no. at a blood donation clinic. Ma'am. All we have Ma'am. are like Skittles and goldfish crackers. You cannot. No. So she literally was sitting there. She threw up multiple times. Like, so she, her, I mean, her nerve, like, it's not just she's not feeling well. Like she's thrown up. She can barely stand up and she will not eat. They were like, we, you know, you don't, we don't ask ahead of time. Like, hey. We asked, like, have you eaten today? And she was just like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. She didn't say, and by the way, I have severe dietary restrictions and I will not be eating after this come hell or high water. So there this woman was hours later without – She couldn't drive herself home. They weren't going to release her. I think finally she had somebody come and pick her up, but they were just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, just eat. Like, drink a Gatorade and go home. (laughs) I can't Your body is literally – That's on you. Literally – Screaming for electrolytes. 
anything, anything. You, you're you so depleted that you can barely stand up and yet you will not eat salt or sugar in this moment. I, I would be, I would be like, let's take some more of your blood because at this point, we just want you to pass out. <laughs> I am. And we can call it 911 and it'll be fine. Uh, like, and force the, electrolytes into you because you'll be passed out. Yeah. The nurse who was checking me in was like, I really shouldn't be saying anything about this, but this bitch is crazy. <laughs> I was like, well, I'd and I like, couldn't see you her. You can confide so in me. Like, your secret's safe with me. It's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So yeah. you had your colonoscopy. Well, so I, the last thing I remember was the anti-nausea meds going in. My arm was burning. And I just remember being like, oh, my arm was burning. She's like, yeah, I give that to you last so that you go under right after your arm burns or something. And I was like, really? <laughs> That's all That's I remember. Nice. I kind of remember waking up. Scott said he was awake the whole time for his, but in that like twilight zone where you like, he's like, yeah, I watched the screen the whole time. I'm like, were fairies there? Or do you really think that you saw what you saw? <laughs> But I remember, I I do remember at one point, like waking up and just hearing the doctor's voice and feeling something like, but not anything painful. I just felt like a pressure down there. You were just like in like a weird, yeah. But I feel like that was not made up memory. Uh, Anyway, so then I I think my favorite part was waking up and it was like the most, everyone said it's like the best nap of your life. And it totally is. It feels amazing where you just wake up and you're just like, you're just in this bed and you're just like, oh, I'm so tired. You start waking up, you can hear voices. Uh, My eyes are starting to flicker and I see Scott like looking at me, waiting for me to wake up. And then the nurses come in, they're like, she's awake here. You can put your clothes on. And I was like, I'm not ready. Cause like, they just want you out of there. They want you out of there. Your eyes pop open. Yes. And I just wanted to. So I, <laughs> I just wanted to it was so bad. And I'm just like, nurses out there, if you do these types of procedures and you just like, please validate that you just want us the F out of there so you can like move people through. But it was so funny because I just kept like flickering my eyes and I was like, no, I just want to stay asleep a little bit longer. And then the nurse comes in and sees me awake. She's like, oh, you're awake. Okay. And then she like runs through all these questions. Have you passed gas yet? <laughs> it's like the first question because if you don't pass gas, you can't leave. <laughs> And then they fill up your bum with so much air while they're doing the procedure that like one of your discharge instructions is like, you will have large amounts of gas come out of you today, which is just as funny as the one that says, please stay near a toilet after you take the soup prep, you will have diarrhea, which makes me just want to say you will get chlamydia chlamydia and you will die. Oh, no. So anyway, I got up, I got out, I did a funny story, which I actually, looking back, I'm like, I was so drunk when I did that story where I was like, we did it. <laughs> and then you're just sleepy the rest of the day, but I survived. My colonoscopy is clear, no concerns, God willing, I don't have to do that for another 10 years. So everybody, you can do it. Those are my tips. Amazing. I felt that way about my LASIK nap. It was like the best nap of my life. That's I, that right. Was- that's very much twilight sleep because your eyes are literally, you know, held open. Which kind of freaks for me people, out. Yeah. I know. It does. It like if I were to do that when I was fully conscious, it would freak me out. But you are in the correct amount of Valium Versed sort of twilight that I don't think they give you Versed. I think it's just Valium. Maybe. Anyway, they don't give you an IV. And they it gave and me like, um, fentanyl. Oh, fentanyl and yeah. are great. Yeah. yeah. Like problematically great. <laughs> I- I was like, I I had like this weird moment because like I'm always on a totally other side. No, I'm always fascinated. This is not a joke at all, but I'm always like fascinated by like what kind of person, you know, in your DNA or your body biology, like that gets addicted to things like that. So I'm always like, oh, I wonder, like I had no reaction to being like, 
this is amazing. I was just like, I'm so tired. Like, I want to get out of this versus like how scary it would yeah. be for people who have addiction issues who wake up and they're like, yeah. let's do that again. You know? Well, and I think fentanyl is a little bit different, but yeah, I think my mom a couple of years ago had to have a colonoscopy and she was like, it's all about the fentanyl nap. <laughs> Your mom is so cute. Do you know that she messaged me? No. Um, let me see what Carol about your said colonoscopy. Oh, yeah, maybe she, maybe she did tell me. She's so cute. It was it was last. Yeah. Oh, about <laughs> passing out. Yeah, she goes. Claire's mom here. Glad you made it through. Hi, Carol. By the way, if she's listening, I'm sure she's listening. I'm glad you made it through your first colonoscopy. I almost messaged you prior to the eve of your event, but didn't want to freak you out. I passed out that night after or before <laughs> my second dose and woke up on the bathroom floor and then passed out again. So I'm not sure how you get around all that, but they damn sure better find a way. <laughs> So she was There's like, gotta be a better was, way. I, now I remember this. She was talking to me about it and she was like, I, I thought about uh, sending joy, like a word of caution about passing out. I was like, yeah, but mom, you weigh a hundred pounds. Like, yes, she's so, she's a tiny she's little tiny. woman. My mom is tiny. And she's and I so actually tiny. know of multiple people who's like, who they either they have or their moms have who are very tiny pass out because it literally just like puts their, like their electrolytes so out of whack because they're so little. Yeah. Yeah. April says, this sounds horrible. Why hasn't medicine advanced to make this process not that, so So many people have that question. And so I kind of like overheard. I love this like bear that's dancing. There's it's a the dancing best. bear gif. And Jen. I think you must have to do something with like the fentanyl nap or how you The fentanyl nap. Like waking up and being like, there's a dancing bear in my room. But everyone that I heard, like I, because I heard uh, next to the people next to me, like in between the curtains, people talking about like how gross their prep was. And they're like, the nurse was like, yeah, I prefer the Marilax and Gatorade. I'm like, why didn't I get that one? Okay, here's my next question. Mm -hmm. If men had vaginas, would we get put under for pap smears? I mean, I know it's not like a whole scope, but you better damn well, well think we would get put under for IUD placements. Well, here, oh, I've got, oh. have you had an IUD? I can't remember. No, but I've had a colposcopy, which is where they take a biopsy of your cervix. And it's yeah. effectively the same thing as like they have to take a biopsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that. I've also too. given birth. So it's right. like, a, yeah, my cervix has been through a lot. But no, yeah. I, so like, but yes, being undilated and having somebody pry open your cervix. Um, so here's if men had to do that, I have to imagine we would get fentanyl for that. <laughs> Yeah. So I would like to know from doctors as well, because here's my theory. This is a theory and any colonoscopy or gastro and gastro and gastroenterology, gastroenterology, thank you. Yep. <laughs> I was getting there. I was getting there that my theory and I could probably Google this, but I'm just like going to live in my own brain. Her hair, she'll look like yeah. a British man. Totally. Is that because the bum is real reflexive, the second you start putting stuff up there, everything clenches up. Whereas, uh, and they have to go real far in there. They have to like, they show me a picture of where they're going. Right. And it's like up and around the corner. Yeah. You know, it's not just like. Up your butt and around the corner. <laughs> it's totally up your butt and around the corner. It's totally. <laughs> oh, I hope that anyone listening has used that as an insult I in their I really childhood. hope you've used that because <laughs> that is the. I, that actually came through my mind the other day. And I was like, do people remember saying that? Because I totally remember saying that. It's literally that. And so, uh, you know, I think it's a little more straightforward going up the badge. But still, but still. an IUD, I, the first IUD I had. That's two um, sphincters to deal with. Forever, One that's forever shut. All, like, okay, I, I agree with you that your butt is a little clenchy, but your cervix is clenchy. More clenchy. Very than your clenchy. Butt. 
Very clenchy. I don't know. Involuntarily clenchy. I would just imagine it involuntarily, if they're going way up there, you're going to be like really clenchy. I don't know. Doctors, weigh in. Not a doctor. Not a doctor. Not a doctor. Not a, not a, up your button around the corner. (sighs) That's how we describe things, which shows how not, how not doctors we are. Medically trained we are. To be clear, I think from what I hear from Brandon, at least surgeons, are some of like the nastiest, like oh really uh, the grossest senses of humor because they see really gross stuff and so yeah like Brandon always he I have to stop him from just making disgusting jokes all the time oh really because it's just like yeah. bathroom humor all the time because it's just oh. they're just dealing with bodies and so I think they kind of like, don't and have gross to joke around about it yeah. but bodies are gross yeah bodies, bodies are gross. gross. But just so anyone knows, too, my procedure with a healthy colon took 25 minutes. They put that in the paperwork. So it doesn't take that long. There you go. Allison said, if men had to do half the stuff women do, we'd get so much more pain meds and health care. It's so true, Allison. It's so true. (laughs) Oh, okay. I had something else come up that I was listening to another podcast. People in the chat, please chime in. But we won't say your name if you want to stay anonymous. I was listening to, I think it was True Crime Obsessed, and they have this like ad that talks about like stories for women and erotica. And I'm like, I don't know anyone in my life who, like it's an actual service that provides erotica to women. Like audio a subscription. Yeah. And I was like, huh, I just, I don't know a lot of women in my life that have- That openly read erotica. Yeah. And then I got to thinking, I was like, oh, I wonder like, because you hear about like people- I don't know, maybe in their 50s and 60s who like really get down with the erotica later in life. I would just like to know more about that world. I would just, I, me visualizing you trying to read erotica, that's really why I'm smiling is because I can, you would, you'd read like one sentence and you would have to physically leave. The no, room. I would like throw the book across the you room. You would throw I'd the be book. Like, ah! like, <laughs> you'd be so scandalized. Like a hot potato. <laughs> like if a, like, if, like you saw a giant spider walking under us and be like, ah! That's exactly the reaction you would have. I mean, I'm not, I don't think, I don't like frequently read, seek out erotica, but I'm not like, oh, I can't imagine subscribing to that. I don't know. It's like. And I'm not saying, look, you should know this by now. I'm like not saying anything from like a judgment perspective. I'm just, just like, not it, something you it's would so imagine. off my radar that I was like, yes. huh. Why not? What if you get a bad narrator though? Like oh, yeah. even the most benign book can be made bad with the wrong narrator, or, like the wrong mm-hmm. editing where they are constantly breathing like this. I hate that. You know, I... But maybe you'd want that in erotica, heavy breathing. You know, the, the closest to erotica, I would say, is listening to Harry Styles on the sleep, one of the sleep apps. Read me a bedtime story. Whatever does it for you, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> it was so lovely. I'm like, I'll just have Harry Styles lull me, lull me to sleep. I think it was on the Headspace app. I think it is on the Headspace. Or yeah. there's like a dreams time. Mm-hmm. Is that the app? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, my fun thing this week was that I got two new tattoos. <gasps> These are not related to the tattoo artist I talked about earlier who kept who keeps ghosting me. She is still ghosting me. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you. she didn't ghost you. No. This is a different no, tattoo. No, she ghosted okay. me. Still is ghosting me. Uh, so my sleeve still has not made any progress. But I got two new tattoos. I got a snake wrapped around a baguette. And I got a snail whose shell is a cinnamon roll. And I'm going to do the soup otter. The woman who keeps ghosting me is supposed to do the soup otter, but we'll see. Really, I want her to focus on getting my arm done <laughs> so that I can 
feel like I can stop pestering her constantly like, hey, can I be scheduled with this half-finished tattoo? The artist who did my croissant bear, it was not the same artist, but she works at the same studio, which at first I was wondering if that was going to be weird, but it just sort of was like a scheduling thing. I couldn't have gotten on this other woman's books even if I wanted to. And this woman who did my new tattoos, she just moved here from Italy and she's so cute. And she does these like super cute little critters. So hopefully I found my new critter artist. But the woman who did the bear croissant came over and was looking at my tattoos. And then she was like, oh, is this one on your arm new since last time I saw you? I was like, oh yeah, this is, these are all the herbs and sleepy time tea. And she was like, God, your tattoos are so cottage core. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. I was, I was like, no, I mean, yes, I guess. Now when you put it that way, I was like, but like, my dad invented the poster strudel, and that's why I have this one. <laughs> yep, I like. No. I don't normally my family like lore. This yeah. is my family. This is like a family crest. I don't tell a lot of people about this. I mean, you guys all know on the podcast, but I don't tell. I don't like walk around being like, "My dad invented toasters." Or, my dad invented slush little seasonings because that's how I sound in my mind. My dad invented slush little seasonings, but I did feel like I immediately had to give her context so I would want to be like, "I'm not cottage core." That freak. That like I reject that label, but I do involve enjoy a bowl of soup <laughs> and. A fireplace and a rainy day and a sweater. And a, surf, and a surfboard and a wetsuit. And a wetsuit. Wet yeah. I love a wetsuit. And Ireland. <laughs> so maybe you're I just want to live in Ireland. Maybe I am. I just – I come by it genetically, okay? But then I started thinking about the Sleepy Time Bear. And I wanted you guys to know that John Hay told me recently that he started wearing a nightcap to bed because his head gets cold because he's going a little bald. No! And no! I was like, you got – I'm going to get him a night shirt for Christmas. So his transformation into the actual sleepy time bear will be complete. That's amazing. <laughs> but he doesn't really put two and two together. He just told no. you randomly he's wearing he a nightcap. Like, you were talking about haircuts. And he was like, well, you know, I'm starting to go bald. Actually, I just started having to wear a nightcap because I'm getting cold. I was like, you're wearing a nightcap? <laughs> oh, because also he's complaining that my stepmom won't let him turn up the thermostat. So he's like, so I have to wear a nightcap. Oh, my God. So good. Oh, my God. I know. That's so good. <laughs> That's I, so, I need yes. to ask him because his first wife, of which he's currently married to his fifth wife, his first wife painted the Sleepy Time Bear. She was the original artist. That's right. I remember the artist. Yeah. yeah. And I want him. I want what to was her name? ask him, like Beth. I want to ask him. Does she know that the Sleepy Time Bear is like having this sort of cult following moment in popular culture? In pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. I know. My dad would be the bear in the rocking chair. April says, make him the bear in the rocking chair. He is. He loves a fire. He loves a rocking chair. He loves a cup of tea, obviously. Mm-hmm. he's The transformation is almost complete. I still think, I think on my bucket list, something I really want to do is to go to Celestial. I've yet to do the Celestial Seasonings tour. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, somebody and actually I w- messaged me last week and was like, hey, do you know when they're reopening the Celestial Seasonings tour? I was like, no, unfortunately, I do not. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't realize it was still closed. I'm just giggling because I like love that people think that I'm so like, they well, think of Celestial so Seasonings. You're so close to it, yeah. Me. Yeah, I don't. But I, I guess they haven't reopened them since COVID yet. Which is oh, sad. okay. But I, my one which, of my goals bucket list is to go to Celestial Seasonings with John Hay. Oh yeah, he would take you. He would love that. So he not so much the tour, but I actually just want to go with John Hay. That's fair. He, yeah, he loves it. Although every time we 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 would go, he would gripe about how they didn't have his portrait in the main hall anymore. <gasps> I know they didn't have. Any does he like portrait. to be famous? Does he like to? Oh, does he, he like loves a little fame? it. Oh, okay. Loves it. Like, okay. In the, so if in I was to be like, John Hay, the Celestial Seasonings King, yes, he'd be like... He loves it. And the thing that's interesting, too, is like there's this whole group of people, you know, from the early days of Celestial Seasonings, like in the 70s and even probably in the 60s when it was the really early days. And if I, and every once in a while, I'll meet one of them. Like 
a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago when my aunt passed. Um, and then she had her, we had our service in California. A lot of those people ended up in Southern California just because they were like rich hippies. I joke, but I'm kind of serious that my dad was the original yuppie. They, a lot of these people came to the service in Southern California and all of them are like, they, to them, that phase of their lives was so like such a big part of their mm. history. They're like, oh like, yeah, so I was formative. with your dad and the tea company. Like they're all like, oh, the tea company, that's the tea company, that like the people who were there in the early days really view it as this sort of moment in their personal history that they always bring up and are really proud to like have that legacy. You know, I think it would be kind of like being one of the first, one of the early employees of like Microsoft or something. Like you kind of would always right. think about it. Right. And he loves it. He loves that about it. And I think like in the in the heyday of special seasonings in Boulder, you know, he would go to restaurants and they like wouldn't accept, they'd be like, no, it's on us. You know, like they were like the Ben and Jerry of Boulder. Yeah. So um, anyway, all that That's to say that cool. he, well, he loves a little fame moment, but I, I um, love that. And he deserves yeah. it. But yeah, the Social Seasonings Tour is fun. I wish there would be a documentary made about like that group of friends of his. Totally. Like, that would be cool. Like that would be super cool. Netflix, I love where are you? Yes. Netflix, please call us. That like now would be the moment. Just throw a sleepy time bear on the cover and everyone's gonna watch that. <sighs> I mean, just I love the history of watch I like people who have created something that was like in the zeitgeist and like has really influenced our culture to see how that has shaped everybody, but not like the culture, but not only that is just like what they were like, how different the times were. I think of something on Hulu, like the Von Dutch crap. And I'm like, that's kind of boring, even though there was like a story there and whatever, but I just feel like something super crunchy and fun. And like the simple times and just making some tea, probably smoking a lot of weed, maybe some ayahuasca here and there before it became popular. You know? Oh my gosh. He has the funniest stories about coming across back across the border because they would have to like go to China and go to South America to get the herbs that they wanted because there, there was nobody in the States importing them. And how when they would come back across the border, the border patrol always thought it was drugs. And he was, he's always like, and some of it was drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he has this story and I have never heard the whole thing, but he's alluded to it about how one time they were coming out from China, they were in a chartered plane or something. And they did have a ton of drugs with them and they realized it at the kind of the 11th hour and they just like smoked it all right before they landed. That's amazing. I want to hear those stories. I know, right? I, those are stories that you don't hear anymore. Nobody cares about the bars until 4 a.m. That's boring. Like I want to hear about- Right. Let's hear about like importing herbs before anyone in the before you could get them in the States. Like you can get everything now. That's not a hurdle for anyone yes, anymore. Yes. No. Yeah. Or just like some random road trip where your friend like- got lost for five hours and where'd he go right. and then you found him at a gas station like it was the hangover hear. except for real yeah netflix we have an idea please call us speaking of herbs let's take a sec to talk about our favorite sponsor ned the makers of our favorite cbd product i love their daily blend i use their 750 milligram daily blend i use it every day almost i also love their magnesium their little magnesium drink powder it really just helps me calm down helps me chill out joy you're enjoying their brain blend it gives you a little boost in the middle of the day love the brain blend Love the sleep blend. So check out Ned, another Boulder-born herbal-based 
company with some amazing founders. Speaking of awesome founder stories, we love the founders of this brand, Adrian and Rhett. And we had Rhett on the podcast a couple of months ago. So you can always go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear more about the impetus behind them starting this company and behind them looking for more natural remedies to have in their toolbox. So don't forget, you can support the podcast by using discount code joy at helloned.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. Support the brands that support our podcast, support this awesome, amazing local brand that we love so much. And I just want to give a, a quick plug again of how much we love them. We've been working with them for so long and we only work with people that we really, really trust. Quick mention, and then we're going to get over it, is like the holidays, we're, we're creeping. So think about holiday gifts and supporting your favorite podcasters at the same time. Supporting these sponsors really does help the show. So thank you in advance for supporting these great people. Katie said, and holiday anxiety. It's true. It's real. Holiday anxiety Ned, is real. And Ned's really the only CBD product I'm going to trust out there. There's so many and they are the real deal. I feel like holiday anxiety is starting even earlier too because the Christmas decorations are out. We talked about this last week. Well, and they did the Christmas holiday, start- pr- that early prime day, yeah, which I'm like, screw day. you, Amazon. Like, stop it. Calm, cool your jets. Cool your jets. Like, it's mid-October. I don't need to be worried about this yet. However, I do have $350 worth of Christmas decorations sitting in my Target cart right now. Oh, you do? I'm waiting. Do I? Should Scott I? Scott just sent I? me... I think it's an early Christmas present. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to link this to everybody <laughs> in, to the, say. in the chat because everyone who's doing the chat gets a special preview. But he just sent me this link as I'm recording that he bought this for me. Remember when I sent you that text yesterday where I'm like, do you like these shackets? Which please, let's not call it a shacket. I hate the word. I just, hold on. I need to, I need to put a, like a little flag yeah. on that comment. I hate the word shacket. I hate it so much. Just call it a shirt jacket. Just, just call, call it, it a shirt, shirt jacket. jacket. Yep. It makes it sound like you sharded in your jacket. Exactly. Not only that, it just makes me mad because it the shirt jacket is really just trying to be a flannel. And I'm like, stop trying to like reinvent it. the 90s. The 90s were here. Just Please do. a warm shirt. Plus, it, <laughs> you know shirt. what? It's not a new category. Not new. Carhartt shirts, not new. They don't call them shackets. Carhartt, very heavy duty shirt. Fleece anyway. flannel. Yeah. Yes. So no. No. Uh, he Hate just it. sent this to me. So I, I texted you and you were like, oh, I like the green one. I wasn't totally convinced. I'm glad I didn't go with it because Scott was like, uh, what did he say? He said something like, anyway, I can't remember what his feedback was, but then he just sent me this link, which is basically like, I like this better. I'm getting this for you, which is why most of the time. It's like a little bomber jacket with snaps. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't it's a it. red <laughs> bomber jacket with black cuffs and a black, what is that? A, like waistband black buttons. Yeah, and like a little it looks like a letterman button. jacket it's so yes. cute mm-hmm. but without the big collar it doesn't have a collar it, it just has yeah. like a little like almost like a honey <sighs> i had the cutest letterman jacket when i was in high school i wonder oh did is. you i didn't play mm-hmm. sports <laughs> <laughs> well i did for cheer and dance but that's it but i it mean like, yeah it was so cute jen says she's never heard shacket before and she's horrified sorry guys if we are introducing the first the to tell you the first time yeah it's let's not everywhere that. right now i can't Let's not use that. Okay, so you have ho- you have holiday decorations in your car. Holiday decorations in my car. I love this. I loved that segment from last week. What do you have in your car? I have holiday decorations in my Target car. I do too. I have a rug. I am for- forever searching for the perfect rug. Are you really? So, oh my gosh. Because I demand a lot from a rug. Let me tell you. The carpet in our house is a nightmare. They replaced all the carpet in our new house right before they listed it just to say that it had brand new carpet, but they literally must have chosen the cheapest carpet on planet Earth because 
you can stand in the same spot for 15 minutes. And when you move, there will be an indentation of your feet. No. (laughs) It like shows every morsel of dirt. It looks like it is 30 years old already because it's so stained. It's literally six months old. And it's just Mm. so stained from just, and we don't even wear shoes in the house, but we have a dog, we have kids. It hasn't even really been spilled on. It's just the traffic already in six months is horrible. So I'm not getting ready to replace all the carpet, because, but our, it's like half of our main floor is carpet uh, and our stairs and our entire upper floor. It's all the same matching, horrible quality carpet. So I can't just replace it. I mean, you can, right? But I'm not – if I'm going to replace some of it, I want to replace all of it. That's not going to happen anytime. And at this point, you're like, I just moved into this house. I'm not ready to like do that. I just moved into this work. house and like – yeah. If, if this carpet's going down, I might as well just like let it really go down for a, like, at least a couple years. I'm not looking yeah. to replace the carpet the first year I live here. No. It also feels wasteful even though it is such low quality. Like if they just put it in, I still – anyway. All that to say that I'm always looking for the perfect rug. And what I need out of a rug is I want it to be neutral colored, but in a way – I'm having a hard time. This is my my struggle. I want a neutral rug that's not dark, but that doesn't show – That hides cat puke. That's what I always I like. like. Yeah, like I like mine if, was like if, it has to hide cat puke because my cats would right. puke all the time. Like I need it if river runs in from the backyard with wet paws. I'm not. Our kids are not eating in the living room all that often. We have tables now. They're eating the table, so the, the spill thing is a little bit fewer and far between. But I just need it to like not show muddy paw prints immediately. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know. So, but I, I don't want it to be super dark colored. Because that's just not my vibe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have one in my cart right now. And I bought one from Amazon. So the route I've typically gone is like just get cheap rugs, use them until they look terrible, and then get a new one. Yeah. And I don't really love that approach. It feels wasteful. So I have one in my cart right now from Burke Decor, which is like just one of those random who knows. And it's like a tan and gray kind of like space dye yarn. So it's it's like naturally got a lot of variability in the color. And I feel like that would help disguise. What about Ikea? Ikea's got like so many they good have rugs that aren't. The- okay. Or sometimes in a pinch or if I'm like really not wanting to deal with messes, I will get an outdoor rug because those have like a sturdier yeah, texture to it. Yeah, my problem with outdoor rug is that they don't always lay flat as well. Like I want it to be soft because it's also like a high traffic yeah, area. My kids are on the floor. Sure. So I know I'm. At, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm always looking for the perfect rug because I'm really asking a lot from a rug. So if you guys that's have a rug that good. you love, and I'm not interested in ruggable, I have a lot of friends who have gone the because re- I need it to be like eight by ten, and everyone I know that has a really large ruggable hates it. The smaller the ruggable, the more people like it. It seems, but the bigger mm. they get after you wash it, it just like never really goes back to the, the like doesn't ever really lay all the way flat again. Doesn't really ever connect back to the pad all the way again. And I'm just yeah. not willing to do that. Also, yeah. I don't think I wash an eight by ten rug in my own personal washing. How? What do you put that big into your washing machine? I and I'm too lazy to go to an actual like laundry. Uh, absolutely to do that. not. At that point, you might as well just buy another rug. <laughs> right. I do have one yeah. of those little like handheld steamer things mm-hmm. in case I really need to spot mm-hmm. do a spot. But this is my struggle. Oh, we also redid our pantry this week. <laughs> This weekend, we got one of those like alpha pantry systems from the container store and it's been sitting in our basement for five months. And we finally, because as of rewind, our pantry is this enormous closet in our kitchen and it used to have the washer and dryer in it. When we moved in, we were like, who has a washer and dryer in their kitchen? This is such like the people who lived here before us were getting older and I have a feeling they had had it moved down the stairs, which is fine. But we moved it back. But do you have like a hookup downstairs to have it in your downstairs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we were able to just like move it back downstairs. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
going rogue. Yeah, they had to like put in a new whatever. The electrician had to do the thing. But um, so we but we have this whole little like unfinished area in our basement. Like, let's just put it in there. So all that to say that imagine a washer and dryer and then like two little shelves above where the washer and dryer would be. So the lowest shelf was at like my eye level, which I'm 5'3". So, you know, maybe at five feet. And then there was nothing under that. So we had two shelves that were not – they're just – were so much on the you floor. You needed more storage. Needed the more, home edit would more, really there's, there's love so to help space, you. But there yeah. was no – there were no shelves. Mm-hmm. So we took everything out, had to take the shelf, the little shelves that were in there down, had to do some drywall repair, had to like sand it, paint. It ended up taking three weekends because these all these jobs take 10 times longer when you have children. And we finally got it re- – got the thing finished last night. And first of all, sadly, we do not have as much like extra space as I thought we were going to. Turns out we really didn't need all that space. But because I was like, oh, all my, like my crock pot's going to go in here. And my, you're like, we're not so much room. Yeah, no, zero, (laughs) zero extra space. (laughs) But that feels like it's those little things where you finish a project. You're like, right, slowly, but surely this house is starting to feel like we actually live here. So now it feels like we're finally getting stuff where it belongs, like in its final place where it feels like up until a couple of weeks ago, our basement was still a disaster. Our garage was still a disaster. Our pantry was still a disaster. Like it just felt like nothing was in its where it was really going to live. And that was very much contributing to feeling like we hadn't moved in. And so now we got our basement to a better spot. Our garage is a work in progress still, but the pantry is getting there. And all these things are connected, right? Because like some of the stuff from the garage is going to live in the basement once there's space in the pantry and it all kind of goes back and forth. We also are getting the asbestos removed from our main floor. We did decide to do that. That's going to happen in a couple weeks. And we're renting one of those pods because we have to take you all like of our just, furniture out. You just and park like, out front. Yeah. Yeah. That you park in here. So, and our garage is not in a place yet. It's like still full, too full of boxes to the point where we're not going to be able to like use our garage for that. So we're renting a pod and I'm hoping that the pod rental will also sort of like give us an, an extra space where maybe we can put some stuff from the garage in there because part of what's hard about it is that like, because it's a more than one day long project, you can't take everything out of the garage and then work your way backwards as you put it back in because you can't leave all seven in your driveway for realistically a cut like a week, right? So maybe with the pod, we'll be able to to get there anyway. To sort through um, and it, then yeah. you guys don't know this, the people in the chat do, but we just had a whole section we had to edit out because Miles came in to say hi. Because he has fall break today and he's home. And I'm curious to know if people had fall break when they were growing up. This is it's just like a four-day weekend. Um, somebody was saying it's because they no longer do Columbus Day. And so they had to like put that day, get that day somewhere else. But this is a four-day weekend. When I was in elementary school, we definitely didn't have this. We probably had Columbus Day off though. We also didn't have the whole week for Thanksgiving off. We had like just, I think even just Thursday, Friday. And then when I was in college, we had what was called fall break, but it was just really the entire week of Thanksgiving. So anyway, kids these days, just days off all the time. My friend Amanda rants about this all the time, who happens to be Miles's principal. She's like, we don't have enough days in school. She always rants anytime like a class, anytime like somebody gets let out of school early, she's like, are your kids proficient in reading? Maybe you shouldn't let them off five minutes early. Maybe you should wait until they're proficient in their reading skills. I just remember starting school in like September and now it's like June, July. <laughs> it just keeps getting pushed up more and more and more. Yeah. Before we move on from the what's in my cart thing, as you guys are listening to this, people in the chat get like a hot tip, but when this comes out, it's going to be over. But Outdoor Voices is having a two-day sale, ends today, like 30% off everything. Oh. And if you shop on Rakuten. Voices. I wish I loved them. Yeah. What's and- Rakuten? 
Rakuten? Oh my God, it's the best. Rakuten is this website that if you go... Spell it. It's like a pluck... R-A-K-U-T-E-N. So if you... And I started using this last Christmas season for shopping because you put a plug in on your browser and then anytime you shop somewhere, it gives you cash back. It's amazing. It's so great. So... If you go on Outdoor Voices and you shop and you have a Rakuten, and this is not a plug, like we get nothing from this, but I do have an affiliate link if you want it, that Rakuten just gives you a cash back in like a PayPal account. Outdoor Voices, I think it's like two or 3%. So not only are you getting 30% off. Anyway, here's a link to something that I have in my cart, but I can't pull the trigger to buy it because I'm like, I don't need another fleece, but it's so cute. <laughs> So it's okay, like this you know, really you know how I like beautiful. It is like a nice little anorak hoodie. Yeah, and it's an red, which I love the color red. It's like a half with like a hoodie pocket. Yeah, you know how I have that rule for myself where I only buy one pair of new boots every year because otherwise I would just go nuts and buy like a thousand yeah. pairs of boots. Yeah, I feel like that should be your your rule for like nubbly fleeces. <laughs> it's just so cute, but I agree, I and I have. I have four of them, huge, like turtleneck, one's Lululemon, I think a couple are, I don't know if I have, uh, yeah, I do have an Outdoor Voices one. You have I'm that like, one from Sweaty Betty? Mm-hmm. The purple one. Which is kind of soon to retire, there's a little hole in it, mm. but no one will know, no one will know. I love that Sweaty I got rid Betty. of a bunch of sweaters this year, and Brandon was like, you're getting rid of these sweaters? I was like, make no mistake, I'm only getting rid of these so that I can make room for more sweaters. One in, one out. That's our rule yeah. at home. One in, one out. Yeah. So anytime Scott buys something, I'm like, what's going out? Because he has so many clothes. Anybody want to comment on that? This is dangerous for my wallet, Katie says. So I'm not going to get it. But you know what? It's like, ooh, it's one of those things that um, I don't know who said this. Maybe it was was Eckhart Tolle when Oprah was interviewing him for like the New Earth stuff that blew up. Wow. I am very curious to see where Eckhart Tolle is going to say about your outdoor races car. This is not the direction I thought you were going to take that. Go ahead. Okay, ready? You don't have to buy everything. You can just appreciate. So you can oh, we shop. we did talk about this recently, yes. actually. Yeah. You can just shop. It's like your friend from Mexico when you guys That's went on right, that trip. We were talking about the girl who was just Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Where it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, and I'm fine uh, supporting small businesses. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. But if I'm looking at, like, big box stuff where I'm like – do I really need to support this? And do I need it? And, you know, I kind of go through a few steps to make sure that I'm not because just arguably, buying, buying, buying. In you can order just to appreciate it. You have to wear it when it comes to <sighs> Nobly Fleece. I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'll the bright agree. side she is, thought- I think very long and hard before I make any purchases. That's just how it's like. I get that from my family, yeah. but. I also Allison, like, have, Allison thought that you were going to say something about justifying another fleece purchase as well. <laughs> YOLO. Um, okay, <laughs> we talked about this last this last um, week where it was like, why do we just add things to our cart? And Jen said she has a friend who calls it catch and release. Adds stuff to her cart, revels in the dopamine hit, and then deletes the cart later. You know That's what? Hilarious. I heard. I heard this. This was actually Bree from the school of Betty. She has this whole thing about it in her program where she talks about um, the dopamine hit is really from putting stuff in your cart. And once you get it, it's very similar to addictive behaviors. So the dopamine hit is someone who's craving the drink. And the craving is what's like really amping you up. And then when you get the drink, it's like, oh, well, that didn't do enough. I need more, 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 more. So you have to really think of like that anticipation anticipatory dopamine it's a lot of stuff that goes into that so if you can kind of like get through that wave of of like 
craving, 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 it'll eventually go away because having the having of the thing doesn't satisfy. It's a very interesting way to look at it. There's a lot of research around that. I mean, anecdotally, that checks out. Justine I love calling it catch gets- and release. Okay, but Justine says, I get dopamine hits when the package arrives that I forgot I purchased. Very That's good so point. true. Like and I just love getting yourself. packages. Yes. We've been talking about shopping a lot in the last few weeks. I know. So I we just better. Cool <laughs> uh, Gotta start buying stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Or maybe selling things, like get back on Poshmark. Yeah. Let's like. I can't do that, though. I can't go to the no? post office that much. No, Poshmark. I know. I have. You have to send the things out from the post office. No, aren't you like buying stuff on Poshmark? Or at oh, least yeah, yeah. It's I, I also am still buying yeah. things on Poshmark. I bought a pair of Madewell pants this week on Poshmark that I love. They're a um, slim wide leg, which I don't know why they don't just call it a straight leg, but it's the Madewell version of straight leg. <laughs> slim wide leg. Although, yeah, and it's, I love it. They're so cute. They're black. And I bought, blot, and I bought an Everlane. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, 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 <laughs> I was listening to Smartless this week, and they they referenced blah, 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 because Tony Hale's on their podcast. So it was like, they're they're all the gangs back together, and they they mentioned blah, blah, blah. And I was like, blah, oh blah, my blah, gosh, blah, thank blah. you so much. Um, I oh, just watched a movie so with Tony Hale this afternoon with Miles for... Um, Hocus Pocus 2? Hocus Pocus 2. He's in Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. Tony Hale's in it. Yeah. I watched um, it. He's it's in cute. a lot of kids' movies. He's in Alvin and the Chipmunks. He's the Get bad guy. Get that Disney money. Get that and Disney for money. For real. Yeah. For real, Tony Hale. Tony Hale, great. you deserve it. Yeah. You do. We don't talk about Arrested Development enough on this, on this show. We really don't. We really don't. We should actually do an entire, you know what? I would love to do an entire podcast. Like after That's Bake Off's over it. to just do Arrested Development. You heard it here first. Don't steal our idea. All right. That's all I got, I think. What's in my cart? Everybody, what's in your cart? Send us pictures. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us this week. Thank you, especially to everyone in the chat. We loved having you here. I love the chat, people. It's so fun. fun. Thank you guys for doing that and indulging us in that idea. And if you ever want to do it, we are posting the link pretty soon. Like in November, we're going to start recording on the weekends instead because my work life is just going to get a little too hectic. So if you're waiting, if like Monday at four feels like the middle of the day, I get, I, you know, totally understand that. Um, Monday four, Monday at four mountain, we're going to start doing it in on the weekend soon. Hopefully that'll mean more people can join us. The link to join is always posted on our Instagram stories, but if you don't have Instagram or whatever, just let us know. We we're always happy to like shoot you a quick email or find another place to post it. Maybe we can start posting it on our website. If there's a lot of demand mm-hmm. for it, just let us know what, how, what would make this fun and easy for you guys. You can find us on Instagram at joy and Claire underscore. You can email us. This is joy and Claire at gmail.com. You can go to our website, joy and Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Ned. That's hello, Ned.com. H E L O N E D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to check out on your breakfast at bake. It's week six coming up. Six. Dun, dun, dun. I can't believe it's week six. I know. Oh, I'm man. making a lemon meringue pie this week, which I'm really excited about. So fun. Delicious. Delicious. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Don't change. Bye.